Today's episode of Found Down is brought to you by Unwound Retreats. Unwound Retreats offers fun events and travel experiences for nurses locally and internationally. Founded by me, Nicole Johnson, ICU nurse and host of the Found Down podcast, I provide opportunities for nurses to practice self-care, learn, and travel together. These last two years have been brutal in healthcare, and why not give yourself the gift to unwind, learn, and grow? Previous guests have loved the experiences, especially because you can just show up and know that everything will be taken care of. Unwound Retreats is offering exciting and luxurious retreats in Morocco and Mexico. Go over to unwoundretreats.com and sign up to get on the email list so you can find out more. Welcome to the Found Down Podcast. This is a podcast of untold nursing stories that are sometimes hilarious, dark, insane, and anything in between. As a warning, this show is rated E and is mature in content. It often deals with the reality of life and death and how we as nurses intersect with that on a regular basis. If we laugh, it's not out of disrespect. We love what we do and have every intention of continuing to do so. With that, enjoy the show. Well, hello, and welcome to the Found Down Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Johnson. And today I'm so excited because I'm talking to Amy Hampshire. Did I say that right? Yes. Yay. Yes. <laughs> Amy is currently nursing faculty at a local college and has been a nurse for 13 years. She has a background in cardiac telemetry, the operating unit, and critical care. She's also worked as a nurse professional development specialist for critical care and in the professional development department. Today, I wanted to bring Amy on to talk about precepting. You know, it's actually somebody emailed the show and was like, can you do, can you do a, an episode about precepting? So Amy has background in education now. She's currently at a, at a you know, college as um, faculty. And I thought it'd be great to bring her on and, and have a conversation um, about precepting, why we should care about it and um, sort of the impact it has and but before we do any of that, hi, Amy, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me. How are you? Like, how are you really? I, I am actually very good. Um, it's funny. I've been thinking a lot lately that this job that I have now is very stressful, but it's a good stress. Um, I love what I do. So yeah, I'm doing very well right now. That's great. When did you make this sort of shift? Like, when did you go decide you wanted to get your master's? in nursing and also go into teaching? So it all started um, when I graduated nursing school and got a job on the cardiac telemetry unit. And that's when I discovered that there is a nurse educator position. Um, And I thought that's what I wanted to do. I I love education. um, And I thought educating nursing, I love nurses. And I thought that would be the perfect job. Um, But I knew I had quite a few steps. So I first graduated with my associate's degree. So I worked towards my bachelor's and then towards my master's in education. And also um, at my facility, they like you to have your certification on the unit you're going to be educating on. So I worked towards my certification, um, got all that, and finally got a job as a nurse professional development specialist. Um, However, I will say I quickly found out that that was not exactly my dream job because it involved education, but it involved a lot of other stuff as well. Um, And that's when I thought, well, hey, what about a faculty uh, position where I'm able to really teach nursing students? So I became an adjunct faculty, um, again, getting that experience that I knew I needed to become a faculty and waited for a position to open up. And then here I am. 
That's awesome. Yeah. You've come full circle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, it's so great. You know, um, do you ever spend time? You must actually, do you ever spend time thinking about the impact that you make on the, you know, the new nurses that you're inter- interacting with at all? I do, you know, and I, I look back and myself, I remember those educators who have made a difference, um, and encouraged me and pushed me and inspired me. And I thought like, that's what I want to do, um, because nursing is hard and I don't want to be that type of either clinical instructor or, or, you know, theory instructor that is, um, making them feel like they can't do it. So my ultimate goal is to inspire them and encourage them and be realistic with them. Um, but also let them know that, you know, it gets better and you're going to get there um, and, and help them in any way that I can. And they are so grateful for it, which makes me feel like I am doing the right job. That's awesome. That's just so great that you're able to have this um, positive impact. You, you know, you're right. Like nursing is so hard, can be, you know, incredibly hard. And it's been incredibly hard during these last almost two years. I don't know if you have an opinion about it, but like, what do you think we could be doing um, to prepare nurses better um, for the reality of what nursing really is? It's hard. It's hard in clinicals because even like I just taught um, a group that it was literally their last clinical rotation. And I tried to each day give one student three patients. And I said, you're doing everything with these three patients. We're giving meds to all these, every single med to all these patients. Um, and try to get them. So, okay. So who do you want to see first? Really get them to thinking, how are we going to prioritize this? How are, you know, how are you going to keep yourself organized? Um, and it's hard though, because then I spend a lot of time with that student, but not the other students. So it, it is hard to try to get them to really get that feeling of what, uh, let's say a real nurse is. Um, that's as far as I've gotten with it. And even at the end of the day, I'll say, so how did you, how did you feel now? Imagine adding three more patients onto this assignment. Uh, some days. But I think, you know, even jumping ahead as a preceptor, that's something we need to remember. You know, our nursing students, they are probably lucky if they get two patients some days. And even for, and it depends on the program you go to, but then it's like, okay, so each student, I have six or seven students and they each have two patients. Well, we're just going to focus on IV meds. We're not even going to give PO meds because you guys know how to do that. So even then they're still not really getting that full experience. So once they graduate and they get on orientation, we have to remember to be patient with them because they are really like, it's almost like they're thrown in. This is so new to them. They've had two patients. Now they have like five Um, and it's overwhelming. Yeah. And your brain has to work so hard in the, I don't know, in the first like year or two years to just learn a totally different way of of, I mean, working really compartmentalizing things, um, you know, remembering things, whatever it is that you just, your brain's just like on overdrive. Why? Um, let's talk about precepting a little bit more. Uh, I want to just mention like the statistic that, and this was like pre pandemic that like 20% of new nurses leave the profession after a year. And, um, so why should we as preceptors care about what we're doing and how we see our new orientees? 
Well, for one thing, like we want more help, right? We're so short staffed right now. <laughs> so, doesn't it make, right? <laughs> so doesn't it make sense to like treat our orientees well so they stay with us? Yeah, totally. Like even, even in that sense, you know, but um, <laughs> it does increase costs. Like it, it takes so much money to orient, to onboard these new staff, to orient them, um, to get them acclimated to the unit. And then if they leave within a year and we have to do all that over again with someone. So not only is it increasing costs for the hospital, which could be affecting your raises um, or any other perks you may get, but it's also going to affect nurse satisfaction because now you're short staffed again, because that nurse just left. Um, and, and it's going to create not, it's going to create nurse burnout just because of the increased workload, but then also preceptor burnout, because if we're constantly hiring new nurses, you are constantly precepting these new nurses. I mean, wouldn't it be nice to have like, okay, they've been here for a year. They've got it under their belt. They're working really well. We're not worried about precepting new nurses because we've got some really, you know, experienced nurses here that are really gaining experience and becoming fantastic nurses. Yeah. Right. Yes. All of it. All of it. We want to. Yeah. I, I know that when newer nurses leave, um, it's just such a bummer. It's just, you know, it, it, it you know, we want them to succeed. And, and then right now with the pandemic, it's like, well, how, how can we blame you? You know, but, um, uh, yeah, back to sort of like supporting and, and nurturing the, the orientees. What are, what are ways that we, you know, if we're teaching, let's say, well, uh, for example, I'm a preceptor. I, I do a lot of precepting I have for a number of years. Um, and what, is, what should we as experienced preceptors, like, what should we be thinking about when we're precepting new staff and like, Sorry. One of the biggest things is understanding the roles as a preceptor, um, because not only are you that educator teaching them, but you're also now in a, a leadership position, right? Leadership does not equal management. It's, it's a totally different thing. And then you're now in that leadership position. Um, you're a role model, you're an evaluator, um, and you're also a socializer, which I've, I've looked in a lot um, that first day experience. And it can make or break our orientees um, whole orientation and can also cause um, PTSD might be a little bit of a strong word, but let's say trauma, it can cause a little bit of trauma uh, because they may, let's say they decide to leave us and they go to another organization. They might be expecting that same treatment where, you know, they were treated badly or, or good. Um, so socialization of the orientee is a big part. Make sure they feel welcome to the unit. Um, introduce them to the people that they need to know when you're giving report or getting report to the doctors, the residents, um, radiology staff, everyone like, introduce them, you know, make them feel welcome. Um, it's also, I think, um, really getting to know them and asking them. And especially if you're the main preceptor talking to your orientee, like, what is your learning style? How do you like to learn? Um, but also being aware of your own learning style. I am a very visual learner. Um, and I have found that I will create like a 300 slide PowerPoint because I'm trying to include all the visuals and I have to kind of like rein myself in and say, okay, let's pull that back a little bit. How am I going to um, provide this material for my audio, audio learners or my kinesthetic learners? What else can I do um, to make sure that I'm hitting all of them? Um, so being self-aware, talking to them, asking them, um, getting feedback from them. What can I do to help you be successful? 
you know, what do you need from me before you get off orientation? Is there a certain patient population you need to take care of? Um, is there just still something you're not understanding? Like really asking them um, and including them in the journey. Like, how can I help you? How can I, what do you need? Are you happy on this unit? Mm-hmm. Or what can we do to get you happy? Sometimes it's not a good fit. Um, some people start out in critical care and they're really good nurses, but they just have trouble doing that whole, I'm learning to be a nurse and learning critical care. Mm-hmm. And that's not a bad thing. That's okay. Um, yeah. But but getting to them and talking to them before the end of orientation and then watching them struggle, um, talking to them at the beginning, like what can we do for you to continue to be successful? Just uh, a point for the preceptors who um, might be noticing like there could be something, you know, there could be a sign that maybe their orientees struggling. What, what advice would you have to that preceptor? I would say, um, know your resources. A lot of times um, you can go to your educator. Let's say your uh, orientee is struggling, um, remembering the steps of, a, of drawing blood from a central line. Um, it might be that they are a kinesthetic learner and they need to go to a sim lab to practice more, right? Or it may be um, pulling up policies and reviewing policies. And I know like we can have really busy shifts. So that's where you could reach out to your educator and say, hey, can you sit with her for a couple hours or him and, and you know, let them go on Mosby's skills and watch videos. Um, really, though, I think it's really involving your orientee, though, and not waiting till the last minute, right? That you don't have to wait for a meeting with your educator to talk to them about your orientee. Right. Because we do want them to succeed. So if you're noticing something, um, first talk to your orientee, Hey, I noticed you've been doing this, or you should be taking four patients, but, but you're struggling. You only have two. What do you need from me? What can we do? You know, like what, what, because like, most likely they know how were they successful in nursing school or in other parts of their lives. So they know usually what they need. Um, so straight up asking them, what do you need? What can I do to help you? Um, and then go to your educator. What resources do you have available to help out this orientee? All great advice. Yeah. You know, you don't want to hear at like week. What I mean, in the, for where, from where I am, where it's like a 16 week orientation, you, you don't want to hear it like week 12. <laughs> oh, Hey, this person isn't, um, doing well or whatever, you know, right. at that point you, you want to sort of get on it. And well, you know, it's hard sometimes, um, is that, uh, at least for us in like critical care, um, the nurses, you know, when they're learning, they're coming to you know, they've, they've got their, their class, their didactic classes and they've got their sim labs, they've got, but you know, all this other stuff, but they're only on the unit like once a week for eight, like eight weeks, you know, so it's really hard to build skills and stuff. But, um, you know, I think it's just important to, um, think about, you know, looping in your extra resources, like you were saying sooner than later, you know, um, cause it ultimately, like you said, we want everybody to succeed. Can we talk a little bit about the beginner's mind and like how we as nurses, like experienced nurses should remember the beginner's mind? Yeah. So, um, what's important to remember is our, our new grad nurses are very rule guided, right? They just graduated nursing school. Um, where they had to follow those guidelines strictly, right? If they messed the step, they got a not met or, or whatever it's, it's labeled. Um, so they followed the rules 
and followed everything by the book. Um, so we have to remember that, right? Because as nurses, sometimes we're busy. Um, we might cut a few steps. Um, that's not going to put the patient in, in harm's way or anything, but we know that we can skip this and go to this, but they are still in that way. I got to do this step by step by step. Um, they may be unable to grasp the big picture, um, or they may be too concentrated on those rules that we have. Um, so from what I have found, it's beneficial to provide the rationales, like the why behind what we do, um, not just saying we don't do it that way or do it this way, but telling them why. So they understand it um, and being patient with them as they learn this sort of new way of doing things. Um, they might need a little bit more explanations um, and why you choose to prioritize or do the things that you do. Um, and it all, it's also important to understand that they may have a limited critical thinking. Um, at this point, they don't know what they don't know. Um, so some of the things that come easy to us, you know, as we go throughout our nursing career and we're like, yeah, this is happening. So we just got to do this. They may not quite, they don't have that thinking yet. Um, so certainly explaining to them what you're doing. And again, the why behind what you're doing them doing, um, again, be patient with them, guide them, teach them, um, talk to them when you have downtime, talk to them about abnormal versus normal. Um, we have a patient with CHF today. What are you going to expect to find in your assessment? Like ask them some critically thinking questions. Um, you know, what are we going to do? What we're going to call the doctor? What can you expect him to order type of thing? So they really start uh, thinking critically and then know what to expect. Um, and as we said earlier, remember that they've only had one to two patients throughout clinical. Um, so of course, in my experience, a lot of orientations do start out with just one or two patients. Um, but still keep in mind that they are now doing everything with these patients. They are passing meds. They are, you know, possibly bathing the patient, looking at labs, calling the doctor, getting the patient to x-ray, like all they, there's just so much. And just remember that, that those first couple of weeks can be so overwhelming. Yeah. Yes. Yes, they can. Um, and on that note, sort of what, um, what do you tell, like, what should we tell our new orientees when they're feeling overwhelmed? How should we support them? That's a great question. And I think it is going to be, um, individualized. So this would be where you kind of like get to know your orientee. Um, it's interesting. I've read where orientees go through four phases. Um, they have their honeymoon phase. They have the shock phase. Um, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they have, oh, I forget what the other one is. And then there's the recovery phase, uh, resolution. I think the third one okay. is, um, so it also might depend on what phase they're in, in that honeymoon phase, you know, they're really excited. They just graduated nursing school, um, got their first job and this may be their first like real adult job. Right. So they're super excited. They want to learn things. Um, it's important to foster their enthusiasm, um, but be realistic with them right? Like, like, yeah, this is super exciting, but we're about to have a really busy day. Let's just, you know, rein in the excitement for now. Um, and then the shock phase, that's where most nurses are like, I'm either going to quit this unit. Like something happens that this throws them in the shock and they're like, Oh no, 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 no. Like nursing. Whoa. Why did I do this? Um, so certainly that one, you're really going to want to, um, and again, I think it's all about asking the orientee. So what do you need? 
Um, I've different stories. Some preceptors will give their orientee a book um, and have them write things down, write about your day at the end of the day, do like a brain dump at the end of the day. Um, checking in with them every single day is important. And this can be as simple as you're done with your shift. You're getting your things from your locker and you're walking out to your car five minutes, but you can say, so how, how was today? You know, what did you think? What went well? Um, and give them feedback, but give them a safe place to vent, give them a safe place to talk. Um, and don't make them feel bad if you will. Um, you know, because we all have those days, we all have those feelings. It's okay to say, you know what? Like I hate nursing today. I absolutely hate it. That's okay. Yeah. Feel it. Hate it. We're going to come back tomorrow though. And we're going to, we're going to do it differently. Right. Um, so acknowledge their feelings, um, tell them stories about when you started out, you know, let them know you're not the only one, right. We have all struggled. We have all had those days. We've all gone home crying at some point. Um, they're not the only ones that are going through this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like half tempted to tell stories from, um, (laughs) my onboarding experience. You know, I, like I said, I precept a lot and sometimes I'm like, you know, today's not going to feel good. Today's going to be really busy. It might be a little like too hard, (laughs) but then, but tomorrow we're going to come back and we're going to have a a different type of day. We're not going to have the same sort of intensity, you know? And so it, you know, some days are going to obviously feel good and some days are going to feel really hard. Um, but you know, um, you just gotta keep coming back. I mean, it's kind of like, I'm not in the program, but it's kind of like AA, like if you work at it, it works for you or whatever. Anyway, right. Yeah. Coming back. Yeah. You know, and you just reminded me something. What bothers me the most sometimes is you come on shift with your orientee and the nurse that's giving you report is like, oh, we had such a horrible night. This day is going to be awful. This patient is so annoyed. And you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like, don't start your day off like that. Don't start our day off like that. Let us form our own mindset, you know, and, and this patient may not be annoying to us. Maybe something happened last night or they were acting their medications or they had sundowners or something. Um, so even if, if you're precepting or even if you're not precepting, um, try to rein that in and, and ask your coworkers like, Hey, let's just not, 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 you know, bring that, would you say bad vibes? Oh yeah. Right at the beginning of our shift. Right. Or, you know, you get the, like, Oh, this is your assignment. This is going to be the worst. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, no, don't even start my I'm day like, off with no. those words. Yeah. No, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Yeah. And maybe sometimes it will be hard, but I, I totally, totally agree. We just got to formulate our own, own opinions. Um, and cause like what, whoever experienced it the night before, whatever, what a shift before it may not be the same experience. So yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. If we are precepting a lot, like how should we offer our, like what, how, what's a good way to take care of our ourselves. Cause currently you, you did hit on it. Um, there's a lot of turnover right now. A lot of us who are preceptors are precepting all the time. What should we do to sort of, um, refill our cup? You think? So first of all, I think if you need to take a break from precepting, ask for it, like let your educator know, like, Hey, I need, I just need this, this time off. 
right? Or ask to be a backup preceptor. Like, say, I, I, I just need a little bit of time. Um, instead of being a primary preceptor, can I be a backup preceptor? Um, because if you're exhausted, you're not going to teach effectively, mm-hmm. right? You're just, you're just not going to. Um, know your limits. Know your signs and symptoms of starting to feel burnout, right? So you can catch it early. Um, and, and ask for that break, which sometimes it is hard. Cause like you said, we're precepting so many new nurses right now. Um, and we're constantly hiring and it can be hard, especially if you are one of those people in the unit that's like, yeah, you're so experienced. We want you to precept all the time. Um, so it, you can get burnout quickly. So just ask, ask for a break. Um, one thing I like, and you know, Anna from the burnout book, So she, she recommends like having this book and she puts like patient stories in there, um, letters from patients, from coworkers, from management, um, make one as a preceptor. When you get feedback from your orientees, put it in there, uh, put quotes in there that you like, or pictures or memes about precepting, like make your little preceptor burnout book. Um, so when you're starting to feel that way, you can open this up and say like, yeah, I, I really do make a difference. Like yeah. I'm, I'm getting worn out, but I, now I'm remembering why yeah. I wanted to precept in the first place. Yeah. Um, I really like that idea. And, and just for, for people that don't know Anna um, Rodriguez, um, her burnout book, it's sort of, it, it's not like, like a dump of why she's so burnt out. It, it's the opposite. It's like all these things in there that to help her burn bright. So when she is feeling burnt out, she can look to it and see, um, you know, the way that she's having a positive impact, um, exactly find purpose and meaning in her work. So yeah, that's a great, a great idea. Um, we just got a, like, what did we get? We got like a big, you know, a, a card from this patient and, um, a bunch of, you know, cookies and things. And, um, their card was, uh, you saved my life. Thank you so much for saving my life. And it, it was to the, um, unit in particular, but, um, it just, it like really brought me this like shot of joy, um, and gratitude and meaning. And, um, so, you know, it's not all bad. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) It's not all bad. We can have positive impacts, you know, on our, the people that we're teaching on, the profession itself on our patients. Um, we, you talked a little bit about, um, trying to find out your orientees, like learning style, uh, are, do you, I, do you have any resources off the top of your head or just, just should somebody like Google, like learn, you know, learning styles and have some, someone, take it to see, do like a self-assessment and see what their learning style is. If they yeah, don't you know. could, you could probably just Google, um, adult learning styles and there's quizzes out there that will tell you if you're visual, um, auditory or kinesthetic. Yeah. Um, a lot of places though also have them, um, or they do different things. Like I've heard of true colors to find out what color you are or, yeah. um, what's the one with the, the, is it disc with the animals? Oh, I don't know that one. Um, so, so sometimes I, I've started a unit before where they, I sat down with like the very first day with my management team and they actually handed me this quiz. Um, and I still have it somewhere. Like, are you a lion, an otter, a golden retriever, or 
oh. is a fourth animal. Um, and then it kind of tells you your personality style, um, which I think also ties into this. So how do you learn? But also what personality are you? Because I'll tell you, there's some personalities that just don't click and that's okay. Um, so if you're not striving um, as an orientee, you may need to ask for a, a different preceptor and vice versa. If you notice that, you know, we're just not clicking because we're both, you know, a lion type A or type one mm-hmm. um, and we may need to switch it up. That's okay. It, I mean, come on. No, not everybody meshes well together and that's right. not a bad thing. Um, so just keeping that in mind as well. But yeah, you can Google um, adult learning styles quiz and you should come up with quizzes you can take. Yeah. Great. Oh, one other question. You sort of just alluded to it just now. If you are an orientee and if you're having a hard time, first of all, I just want to, if you are actually an orientee and you're listening to this podcast, thank you for joining the nursing profession. Thank you for doing what you're doing. Thank you for, um, you know, heeding the call. And, uh, I just want to say thank you. Um, if, if you're an orientee out there and you're having a hard time, what should the orientees do? So I think communication is key. Um, communicate with your preceptor and um, let them know what you're struggling with. If you're not quite getting something or, and sometimes it may just be a feeling that you have, like I am not doing well. And this goes back to the preceptor, um, making sure that you're giving daily feedback to your, to your orientee. Um, but yeah, I, and, and that's what I, so asking them and talking to them, they might be saying, okay, like, I know you feel like you're not getting it, but you actually hit all the steps in this blood draw from the central line. I saw you sw- um, scrub the hub for 15 seconds. I saw you draw the blood. You labeled, labeled your syringe. Um, you are a little slow, but you're learning. So that's to be expected. But at this point, my main concern is that you're hitting all those steps and, and doing what you need to do to prevent collapse. So you did a really good job. Um, so getting that feedback, you know, if you're saying, hey, I'm really worried about this and your preceptor can give you that feedback. Um, that can ease your mind on, on how you're doing, but also if you're not getting somewhere again, go up your chain of command, talk to your educator. Like, I don't feel like I'm meshing well with Susie. Um, she's great, but I feel like she's having a hard time being patient with me or something. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so they can get you a a preceptor that you're going to mesh better with. Um, because again, everybody wants you to be successful. Everybody on that unit wants you to stay on that unit. They want you to work with them. They want you to be part of the team. Um, so don't be afraid to ask for what you need. Yeah. Yeah. Great advice. Um, it's just, it's so funny, you know, a lot of times people, you know, struggle cause they're like, Oh, I just feel like I'm not getting it. But like, you can just simply remind them like four weeks ago, you know, you didn't know where anything was. You didn't know how to document anything. You didn't know how to do an assessment. You didn't know how to do, um, past meds, where to look up, where to find, like find meds where, you know, like <laughs> how to yeah. give them or whatever. Um, I mean, they should know how to give them some of the, some of them, you know, <laughs> um, but I mean, it depends like, or in my world, it's a lot of like drip titration or, you know, like you didn't know there's so much that they didn't know. And so sometimes I think like, to your point, like pointing out like, okay, well you, you're look how far you've come. It doesn't feel like it. Cause you want to be like everybody else. You want to be like your experienced nurse 
that you're sitting next to, but like, that's not reasonable at the moment because you don't have all these crazy years of experience. But if you look at where you've come in the last month, like you've come a long way. Right. And I think there's, I don't think there's no true, truer statement than it seriously takes one to two years to become comfortable as a nurse. And even after, you know, I was a nurse for eight years and I transferred to ICU and I started all over because I didn't know that. And it seriously took me a whole nother year to get acclimated like that. Don't expect to, to hit the door running, right. Or hit the ground running. Um, no, they're going to hit the time. door, right? And they're going to be like, right, Bye. right. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do that either. <laughs> <laughs> Peace out. I'm out. Yeah. But it Sorry. takes time. <laughs> yeah. It takes time. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, I, people just really need to offer this, themselves grace and self-compassion preceptor orientee, you know, just loads of self-compassion, right? Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Are there any good resources you think out there for uh, nurses who are learning? Or to yeah. Be a nurse? Um, I'll start with Instagram. There's a couple people I follow on Instagram and I may not uh, remember their exact name, but Lacey Megan, hmm. um, she, she does a new grad mentorship. Oh, and even if you don't do her mentorship, she's always offering advice. And and she does the like question boxes where a lot of new grads will say, I'm struggling with this, or I'm struggling with this. And she gives like little tidbits. Um, so she's, she's a great, um, a great person to follow on Instagram. Um, I like following Anna, the burnout book, just because even if you're not burnt out, Um, she has great resources that you can start using to prevent burnout because honestly, burnout is so prevalent right now. Um, and if you can start with these healthy habits and, and these self-care, um, things before you, you know, even get into nursing, um, I think it would be beneficial to you. Yeah. The last one is nurses inspire nurses. And yeah, what I, what I love about them is they now have this community that you can join through this app. And the great thing about it is you can ask questions, you can get on there and it's very similar to Instagram. So people just do post, uh, post pictures, post whatever they want. Um, but you can vent, you can, you know, go on there and tell all your bad stories, tell all your good stories. Um, and, and I have never not once been made to feel like I was wrong or someone made fun of me or someone criticized me. It is so such a supportive group. And I do believe, um, so within the community, they have little groups and they just started one, I think for new grads to join. Um, and again, it's, you can go in there and say, Hey, I, I had such a bad day. Um, and really people are just going to start getting on there, hang in there you've got this, like, it's just so such a supportive community. Um, that, and I think that just that in itself is so helpful as a new grad, just to have that support. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I also love nurses, inspire nurses. I'm a sort of a late comer honor of <laughs> late. I don't know. I found them late. Kat Golden's community is just, she's so inspiring and 
well, I love what they're up to. And, um, you don't ever feel like, what the hell are you doing here? Like, who are you? You know, they, sometimes they've got like happy hours that you can zoom. Yeah. Happy hours that you can join, you know, maybe you're in, in a new job and you haven't made any friends yet, but like you can come into this community and find, find some people, make some connections. Um, and they really, that community is all about building each other up, you know, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's a very yeah. intentional. Uh, yeah. I've never seen anyone, um, make a rude comment to someone or say, what do you mean? Or, you know, sometimes you get that bickering on Instagram where you're like, yeah, you're wrong. You should be vaccinated. No, you shouldn't be. Yes, you should be. I've never seen anything on that. It's more supportive. Like, okay, we're sorry. You're going through this. You know, we've got you, we're here for you. Um, which I think is really, really nice. Yeah. Yeah. I want to just, um, echo some things that we talked about in this show. And, and that is, uh, it, it is really hard that first year of nursing, those first one to two years is really hard. So it, I mean, it can be really, it can be fun. It can be exciting too, you know, but like it, you're learning how to work on your feet for 12 hours. You're learning how to deal with constant interruptions all the time. You're learning to deal with life and death and, you know, all there's just so much and you, you know, you didn't know it before, so you got to learn it. So there's just this, like, you're at the other end of the fire hose of information. So it's, it's incredibly hard. Um, if you're struggling, uh, get help, like seek out support, find your educator, you know, talk to your nurse manager, um, find, you know, find a community um, because you know, you've come so you've come so far in your learning to go through nursing school and, you know, we really want you to en- enjoy and stay. And it can be so meaningful. The work, I mean, being, for, being a nurse for me, it changed my life. I don't know about you, Amy, but. Oh, it's amazing. Cause you're in critical care, right? Yeah. Yeah. I love critical care because that's the part that I love about it. You have patients who you start having that conversation with family, like it's time to withdraw care. Um, but then they, they make this turnaround and then three months later, they're walking onto the unit and they're like, we just want to thank you for your care. And you're like, but you were dead. Like, I don't even know how you're standing here, but look at you, right? Like it's, it's just amazing. Like what we can do as nurses and the lives that we can save. It's, it's truly amazing. Yeah. Tr- truly amazing. Yeah. And, um, can, can you just give preceptors a little message if they're also having a hard time? Yeah, I, I'm going to go back to, to know your resources, um, know who you can go to talk to your educator um, talk to your fellow preceptors, find out what worked for them. If you're feeling burnout, um, and it, and it may be trial and error that you have to do. Um, maybe you can start some meditation, but if that's not working with, for you pivot and, and start something else, right. But find out what works for you, know your resources and there's a ton of them out there. Um, nurse, like I said, like we were talking about nurses, inspire nurses is a great community that if you just need a pick me up and need some support, um, don't be afraid to reach out to people. Instagram is fabulous because there are so many people out there. Um, 
that you could even, I've had people message me and say, Hey, I'm starting to um, teach clinical. Do you have any advice? Um, which is great. You know, that, that's what this networking is for. Um, there's so many, even if you're uncomfortable, you know, reaching out to someone within your unit, reach out to someone else. There's, there's tons of people that are out there to help you. Um, and I think just remember that you are making such a difference to these orientees. You really are. Um, you can make their, their orientation or break it right? Like you can inspire them. You're, you can encourage them. And, and it's just like, we're talking about our patients and, and how we enjoy seeing what all we can do for them and, and saving their life. Um, you could be saving their career as oh, a nurse. Yeah. You know? So just remember that you do make a difference. You, you may get burnout. Um, it may be hard sometimes, but you are making such a difference to these orientees. Mm-hmm. Amy, I just want to say thank you so much for being on the show. Um, do you have any last clothing closing thoughts at all? Um, well, thank you for having me. First of all, oh, is that your um, cat? this is my cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she jumps up into my lap for some snuggles. Um, <laughs> I just, I, I just, um, I, like you said, thank you for, for all the new nurses that are, that are out there, nursing students, new grad nurses that are coming into nursing. Um, and thank you to the preceptors. You know, we, we need you. We need your knowledge. We need your skills. Um, thank you for taking the time to, to teach these new nurses. It's, it's not always an easy job, um, but it's a wonderful job that you're going to make a huge difference in. Oh. That gave my heart all the feels. That was really nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, by the way, for those of you who are listening, you should go follow Amy. It's, it's um, the caffeinated dot nurse caffeinated dot nurse. Sorry. Yes. Um, no worries. Go follow her on Instagram. And, you know, I just want to say thank you so much for everyone who's listening today. Thank you again for anybody who's precepting, who's teaching, um, and for the new grads out there. Thanks for coming and joining us. Cause we, we need, we need you and welcome to such a great profession. So I'm just going to close this out like I normally do and just say, stay safe and stay sane. And we'll see you on the next one. Thank you so much, Amy. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave an honest review on whatever platform you are listening. Also, feel free to share this with your nursing colleagues. If you'd like to email me, you can do so at founddownpodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to send in any stories. Just make sure they're HIPAA compliant. Also, you can follow the podcast on Instagram at founddownpodcast. We'll see you on the next one.